Hey, hi, hello, how are you, and Happy New Year! Happy Welcome. New Year's! Welcome, ha- buddies. Happy New Year's podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. <laughs> it's the new year, if you couldn't tell. I've always wanted to have a New Year's party where we all dress like the New Year's baby. Really? Yeah. Why? And you have to put your drink in a in a bottle with a with little a nipple, nipple on top. Yeah, like like you barbarian, sick freak. <laughs> Which we haven't talked about yet on the show. It's coming eventually. We've been, we've I swear it's issues. not this episode. Was, no, we're not talking about that today. And, and thanks to New Year's, uh, on New Year's Day, I actually watched a movie called Terror Train from Woo! 1980, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, yeah. And it's just a, like a New Year's Eve slasher. Yeah, um, a quick, a brief quick uh, where some horror movies are now thing. Um, both Hereditary and Child's Play have landed themselves on HBO Max. That's so nice. before HBO Max uh, removes them for no reason, a.k.a. for tax breaks, um, you should check those out if you can. Or not. Or go somewhere else. Do whatever you want. But yeah, just letting you know. It's good to know where Hereditary is. Well, because though Hereditary and Child's Play, mm. Hereditary is fine because it's it's been finding its places. It just didn't have a lot of whatever. Child's Play's rights are always fucked up. Yeah. So for it to be somewhere concretely is like a thing to note. Because I usually look, I usually check the site and it's like currently unavailable. Currently unavailable. Yeah. Or like somewhere that's like doesn't exist. And, you're like, and if you haven't watched the originals Child's Play, I r- highly recommend it. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got Brad Dourif in it, who's really good, and it's got Prince Humperdinck from The Princess Bride in it. That's so funny. I know him just <laughs> as an actor because he's in so many things that I like. Yeah. So I don't even think about him as like what Prince everybody else knows him for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also well, in, he's like also... Bordello of Blood and uh, like, Fright Night as well. Fright Night. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about Johnson. We're talking about Terror Train because Hori brought it up, and it's good. Yeah, um, I also, uh, to mention some other things, we watched all five Final Destinations yesterday. Are you kidding? No, I watched oh, all five of them. Oh my god. Yeah. I it... couldn't do that today because I couldn't ask you to watch all five <laughs> movies today before we recorded. <laughs> but, uh, I just logistically, I wouldn't have been able to do The Rotten Tomatoes scores on those are fucking weird. Like The, hmm. the first one has a 30-some percent. Okay. And then they all hover around down there. And then the fifth one has like a sixty some percent, and I'm like, that's just wow. like, isn't right. Like, don't get me wrong, the first, the Final Destination movies are not good, but they're yeah, like they're whatever. They're not like thirty some percent. Like that seems kind of cruel for the first one. <laughs> uh, those movie, the first two in general are iconic. Like the I was gonna the, say, the do beginning you have any... of two is is really like is that the highway one? Yeah. Oh my god! The beginning oh. of two is Final oh. Destination. Like it, to understand the series, you only you just have to watch the first two, and like you'll be good. Yeah, the beginning of it, two has I think haunted our entire generation because I've seen multiple like viral tweets that talk about I'm never driving behind a log truck at like yeah this movie fucked me up so bad I'm never driving behind a log truck again. <laughs> it's also like an impressive feat of filming like it looks really mm. really good and they spent a lot of time and money doing that like doing well. the disaster yeah yeah if you want to see the opposite of that you can check out final destination 4 <laughs> where it, it was in 3d well it's actually called the final destination and it was in 3d so i guess they like <laughs> cgi'd everything so they could make it fly at the camera oh. for you and it just looks terrible it's is, just so like the whole movie is noticeably worse than the rest of the series what's that disaster race car 
Oh, it's that one. Okay. It's a race car okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. R- race. Uh, yeah, they're the yeah. Of um, course, they crash all the time, but like the tragedy spills over into the into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, third is roller coaster. First is plane, and fifth is uh, it's the highway. It's like a bridge. Yeah, bridge. Yeah, bridge yeah, yeah. Is what it is. I like that I know all of the Final Destination disasters, and that's pretty much it. I don't actually know the movies. Yeah, it's, I know uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the third one. Third one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of rating them, I was gonna say, do you, do you want to do yeah. a blanket? Do you need to do specifics? Uh, do you need to like? What are you feeling here? I think I would give it honestly like a Mister Cool, like it overall. Overall, okay. Just because it's you know it like barely deserves that. Like it, you know. It, <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of people are going yikes, really. <laughs> it's not that it's that good. It's just like come on, it's Final Destination. Like dude, we all know it, right? Like yeah. we talk about, we're talking about it. You know, it's it, <laughs> not for no reason. Like the highway scene is like I don't know a big moment in horror to me. Not not in the way that horror documentaries talk about big moments in horror. You know, but it just like is something that we remember, right? It's. Like, I was gonna say. I wouldn't say it's important, but I would say it's iconic. Iconic. It's like a is, weird is, way is, to yeah, think yeah. about it. Of like, I hold no like cultural sig- or even cinematic like necessarily impact or significance to it. But I'm also like, yeah, but like I'll never forget it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when you look at the Saw series and the first Saw movie is like legitimately good, legitimately good, and then the rest of it is just like it's like one giant paste, right? It's not individual <laughs> movies. It's just like if you like Saw stuff happening, you can just have this on, right? It's yeah. Not- that's what happens with a lot of series. It's the same thing with Friday the 13th, you know, where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, just more slasher. It's not anything else of significant. Like, there's no nothing of note in an individual movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Final Destination, not, the first one isn't even good. Like, they're all just that same Final <laughs> the gimmick, Destination pace. The gimmick you know? is yeah. the thing that makes it survive the whole time. <laughs> it's, it's a good gimmick, though. And I, I mean, just, yeah. just because, like, you do, like, Shen hadn't seen them, and I found myself, like, wanting to make sure they had seen them you know rock and roll we got we got to like this is 10 years into our relationships we got to many many other things first (laughs) right but we did eventually come up with something that they should they should watch that's why i give it mr cool except for number four which uh maybe maybe even gets a a nauseous face honestly wow we i mean you gotta have behind when the whole when the whole thing is like the gimmick the gimmick's gotta like it's gotta look good you know it's gotta be a good gimmick yeah Yeah. it can't just be nothing yeah that's fucking wild yeah okay well that one's good i appreciate that one um do we want to get into the actual movie we're talking about let's talk about terror train how is i guess i'll start um for my rating of this i would probably just give this a smiley face oh yeah I think it is fine. I think it's a legit smiley face. I'll say no. That. It's a, it's a legit. It's not a like smiley face. ugh. Like I'm. This is barely getting it. I think it's a perfectly fine movie. I this is no, the yeah the kind of thing I put on when like this is not a repeat watch, right? This is like oh yeah. you know it's called Terror Train for one, which I actually think is an awesome name. <laughs> uh, it's a New Year's movie. <laughs> You know, yeah, it uh, stars Jamie Lee Curtis, and so it was just me and Melanie. I'm like, this is a person that I can obviously bring along to like test out new waters, right? Like this is just, yes, a hundred percent. When you're looking for new horror films to watch, this is like one of the many that you're just kind of churning through to to find a gem, <laughs> right? Uh, but it was, you know, it, as far as like, especially it being 1980, and so soon after the 70s when things are extremely slow, like it does move at a, at a decent clip, and there are some was... like very entertaining things in it. I was surprised that it moved as well as it did. I'll say that. I was 
waiting for this to be a slog, but it, there's enough going on in it that you're like, this is this is keeping my attention yeah. to a reasonable level. Like, Some this good isn't visuals. making me just go, Jesus Christ. Some legitimate, um, like, on-purpose funny things, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's for true. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think like a well-earned smiley face. By the way, um, fascinating year, nineteen eighty-four, um, nineteen eighty space F O R, not nineteen eighty-four. Oh, sorry, nineteen eighty for Jamie Lee Curtis. That's there you go. Anyway, um, for her career in nineteen eighty, she did The Fog, she did Prom Night, and she did Terror Dream. It's a big year. She just banged out three like. Horror. This was like her screen. This is the full where she gets the Scream Queen name. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just this part right now. Like, because this is, this is also in between Halloween and Halloween 2. Like, you know what I mean? She went Halloween, bunch of horror films, Halloween 2. <laughs> you know, I forgot to And then mention... moved on to <laughs> real career. <laughs> Did we? I'm, I'm totally blanking. Did we talk about Black Christmas already? I don't think we've talked about Black Christmas on the show. No. Uh, well, that one I did watch during the holiday season. Uh, and it oh, just nice. reminded me that uh, that one really is the original slasher. First of all, Black Christmas yes. and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre both came out on the same day. October 11th, really? 1974, <laughs> I want to say. What is you it? fell apart. I had it. I now, Yeah, I was right. 1974. October 11th, 1974. Both of them came out. Yeah, I was trying to figure out which one came out first because they're both kind of like referred to as like some of the origins of slasher films. Yes, for sure. Uh, and I was like, oh, the exact they same day. Both of them get to be the slasher. And uh, John Carpenter was actually was working on something with the guy who made Black Christmas. Uh, I think Bob Clark. Yep, Bob Clark and... who also made A Christmas Story. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He's like he asked him about if there was going to be a sequel, and Bob Clark says like, "No, I'm not really interested in doing that. But if I did, it would probably be that they caught the killer, and then he comes back years later, having escaped from a, a mental asylum, and I would call it Halloween." And that that apparently is a true story, but yeah. like, I mean, like Bob Clark is very much like, "No, he didn't like steal it from me. Like he wrote and exactly. did the whole movie and everything." But like apparently, like, but like very he much just gave him. Exactly where he got the idea from. My favorite thing is in my brain, I was watching that conversation. And when you said that, I cut to John Carpenter and the Halloween stinger, the thing went off. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what happened. So Black Christmas is like truly the origin of slasher films, which is really weird for just like a random Christmas movie. That's it's I'll never get over that. He is he also did holy shit his known for will make you black out because it's four movies and it's known for a christmas story porkies black christmas <laughs> and baby geniuses oh <laughs> he directed my... all of them god what an icon dude <laughs> big shouts out bob clark unironically nice can we rewatch baby geniuses also <laughs> no God, I oh, mean, you're more well, of a you're more of a Baby Geniuses two Super no, Babies fan. No, absolutely not. First of all, he also directed that too. But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Have. I will just do uh, if we have to do it. I will just do Baby Geniuses. <laughs> yeah, not for this show. Man. Just, just for pl- for pleasure. Watch. No, I also watched Small Soldiers recently. Do it for big shouts out Small Soldiers. Yeah, that was good for me. Way better than I thought it was. 
Like, it's <laughs> schlock. It's ridiculous, but like... Yeah, it's so good. It's fun. Yeah, it's actually really uh, entertaining. But warnings for Terror Train. Uh, there, it, There's references to sexual assault. Um, yeah. All played off as joke. And nothing like yeah. that happens, I think. I don't remember if there are any homophobic things, but I feel there's, like I heard some. There's definitely a... Like, I don't even... Yeah, I also don't know if they directly say anything, but there's a homophobic vibe to it. And then it's also definitely considered to be transphobic. Um, I some, can see how that... Yeah, like, I thought about it during later. the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the movie doesn't... We'll get it's to not it. as... It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, anyway. We have to get through yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. We have to get, thank whatever. you. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, um, that's about and uh, the vibe was is. There a, a, was there an animal? No, there's no animals in it. No, no, no. and no, no children. No. So Thank yeah, vi- vibe is um, really it's like right between 70s and 80s slasher. Exactly, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Like it's got it's the got kind of some of the look of the 70s movies, but it's closer to the to this pace of a 80s movie. Yeah, this is actually a fascinating one. In it's that true hybrid. Like I can't mm-hmm. think of another one that embodies this because it looked that's why i was also like when i was watching it, i was kind of like oh no i'm ready to be bored yeah even though i love a bunch of 70s movies like yeah. i'm ready to be bored because <laughs> this is a lot the of 70s, you know, like, 70s exactly but they keep it they keep like they understand where they're going with it um yeah. it's a real turn for the genre kind of thing i thought you were gonna say it's a real turd Real turd of the genre, <laughs> uh, like turd train. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should watch it first. It, like, it doesn't. You don't need to watch I it. I so don't it think it matters, really matters at all. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, there's a like part of it is a murder mystery. So if you want to know who, for sure, yeah. If that if that matters to you, then yeah, watch it first. If you're I would give it, it that but, first, yeah, exactly, because we'll probably talk deal, about it. Honestly, <laughs> I did actually uh, because I got I had just heard about it in a documentary. Actually, I did know the ending. It didn't really impact my. Okay. Yeah, unless I was, I don't know. Maybe I would have been blown away if I didn't know, but. Uh. Mm. I didn't know and it wasn't blown away. It's fine. Cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, let's pop open that spoiler. Absolutely. Let's get on that freshly, I'm going to say washed, hopefully, uh, bed because it's the new year and we made a resolution. And to open, using a sensual thumb circle, again, finally, because I think I forgot it like the past four times I've done this, to open the spoiler configuration. So terror train. Ah! It's uh, <laughs> it's a train. Nothing to yeah. do with a haunted train or anything. It's not a no, no, no. The no. train's not the. It, there's just terror on a train. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis uh hangs out with this fraternity of of like truly frat bros. And yeah. I'm assuming she's in a neighbor. I don't know. It's hard to say if they're know. like a neighboring sorority or anything like that. But yeah, she just hangs out with a bunch of frats, frat bros. Yeah, they pull a they pull a prank on a kid uh, that involves using dead body parts because most of them are med students, I think, or there's a, a few med med students. Two of them are med students for sure because they're interning at a morgue, yeah, or a medical facility like during college. This causes the, the it was a it was a pledge that they were pulling the prank on. It causes him to be traumatized and have to go to the hospital and and everything like that. And then we cut forward to like the next. Uh, three years later. Three years later, because they were Again, freshmen there years. and they're seniors now, yeah. And they've rented a bunch of space on this train to just have a New Year's party on a train, which is a legitimately cool idea. Honestly, like, they did that and I'm like, Can, how do you, who, how do you rent a train? Who do I talk to the train yeah. people for this? They're and also they're like, nobody, shut up. All wearing costumes. Which is like, yeah. and like very elaborate costumes. And again, it's not Halloween, it is New Year's. <laughs> I, so, huh? 
and they I start... didn't think about that. I kind of just let the premise. Weirdly, that didn't bother me at all when I was watching it, but now I'm like, wait, why no, were just... they wearing? Costumes. Not all of them are wearing costumes. It's like it's just a costume party, you know. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's. I I think it's cool. Uh, they all start getting killed, and it's kind of cool because the the killer is like keeps swapping costumes. I was very happy that, about that. that he's killing, so there's not like one consistent look that they have. Yes, and because like that's one of those things that can easily turn into a bunch of bullshit is happening. Because if they're wearing the same costume and going whatever, it's like, yeah, at a certain point, you're going to like, it's easier and easier to figure it out. Because it's like, yeah, some guy's just walking around in the same fucking costume, luring people into a dark corner and they're disappearing. Like, duh, no shit. So the switching yeah. out is like clever and fun. I like that. Yeah. And it's the the kills or whatever. The, but since the, the costumes kills are, are so cool. The kills are nothing. Yeah. Very specifically, uh, the movie, I don't know if this is a censor uh, or like a code right. studio requirement thing uh you don't see anyone die <laughs> i guess i didn't even think about it you don't oh see. you see you see one thing happen that doesn't actually kill somebody <laughs> yeah you see. you see somebody get a sword through them yeah but, not, but like, like, but like you see the yeah. result what i'm saying sorry you see the result of all the kills yeah. you don't see it's i don't know if it was an effect budget thing either you don't see them kill anybody it's you know this might be controversial but i actually don't super care about seeing the kills all the time i didn't That's not mind entirely it in this there. i didn't mind yeah. it in this it was uh it was very there was one point that was very funny for me because of the way the movie had operated we're in the spoiler configuration yeah. there's a point where jamie lee curtis is confronting the killer and she they're like having a struggle on the in-between part of in-between cars and it's that open air part mm-hmm. and she kicks like you know he falls and it's like, yeah. oh my god! And they let it go. They very specifically cut back to the killer's hands still on the train, and I'm like, <laughs> you know why you had to do that movie? Because you didn't show anybody else die, so we actually didn't know if he was dead or not. Oh <laughs> you couldn't use the trick of, oh, we just—that's enough. We're gonna stop. You had to go. No. Hold on a second. The, he, you might think he's dead because of how we've been doing all the other kills. He's alive. <laughs> As far as the characters go, nothing nothing else is like particularly interesting. Like the 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 main thing that I found cool is that like one of the characters who's not with the fraternity is just referred to as the magician. The magician, and he's played by David Copperfield. Le- that David, I don't know how folks are with the magic world, but that David David Copperfield, the, the, the magic real world magician. Kid. Yeah, is there a not real David Copperfield? Well, David Copperfield is a character in a Charles Dickens book. I, Which is so, also where he got the name, but anyway. That's what I've always been confused about. Yes. He's, so there is yeah. both a fictitious and a real David exactly. Copperfield. Exactly, yes. So there's, it's David Copperfield, the magi- the very famous magi- magician, is I like have, getting his start here. <laughs> like I also have a VHS tape uh, that says David Copperfield, but it's a cat in a top hat. So I don't, I'm, I've always been quite confused. We should watch that. The, the we should just find out what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe that's, he, the, maybe that's the Dickens story, but he can't. does his magic show in like one of the cards. And first of all, I love that the main frat boy is like upset that there's a magician there and he doesn't know who hired him, but everybody else legitimately stops drinking to be like, wow, Everyone, this is actually really cool. And we love this. The entire and, like, like, sitting down happy watching. about the magician and is like super excited about it. Well, they also um, do, yeah. he does some of his show and you know, some of it is like, okay, obviously this was like, you just filmed something impossible you know because yeah yeah yeah. there's things where like he'll be 
he'll disappear behind a sheet, but like all all the college students are behind him, so you, they would be able to see behind the sheet. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. But then there's like part of the show where I'm like. How did you even film that? Honestly, <laughs> well, he makes, that's what I was gonna he say. makes the woman levitate and he does the thing where you put the ring fully that's in like, his act. Yeah. Pass her through the ring so you can see that there's no no strings. And I'm like, what is even how yeah. do you even film this? This is like one cut. And you I watched it go from laying down from standing up to laying down on a table and levitate. This is the benefit of getting David Copperfield for your fucking movie. I think he just did it. I think he just did yeah. his trick, yeah. like, like yeah, made like, her levitate. Yeah, they just did. They just did exactly his like part of his act because at the beginning they're doing one. He's doing one of his close-up things with a quarter, with like a coin doing yeah. the trick. And oh my god, the visual of that also is like I'm I like, don't. I've I've heard people in other horror movies talk about like how hard it is to do things like that. So the worry, like th- this was the shame. This is the bummer for me. Was I think they were doing this in an attempt to put over how good the magic actually was mm-hmm. because they were go, but they were going into close-ups with it. And I'm like, cool, this could just be a fully gimmicked coin that you're doing this with. And then you're cutting back to the larger thing with Jamie Lee Curtis and David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he could just do that trick. Like, I'm pretty sure you could just film that raw and it would be there. And I think they were just trying to emphasize how cool it was by like showing you as close yeah. as possible. And I'm like, now it feet because there's an edit in it. Now it feels like you've just cheated to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like I think they cut some of their own legs out My on, thing a- on was accident. Like, like when you were watching the pencil or whatever yeah. go through the coin, you, I, it could be a trick coin all you want. I watched the oh, pencil go through the coin. You know, I'm like, how like, is holy visually shit. like literally how is that happening no, without CGI? No, you know, it's a cigarette because she cigarette. lights it at one point. And he smokes it's through lit. it. When yeah. He goes, and he smokes ha- through it, yeah. It's super cool. Honestly, the map... And it's okay. not even his coin. Yeah. I mean, I guess he probably has a trick coin, and then he slate a hand swaps it. But, but still, I, just, even knowing that it's there. a trick coin, I, I have to be like, what's the trick? Because then he, I don't know how it goes through. Then he it. goes over to the nut machine, which is like, which, hey, yeah. make my nickname in high school, basically. Um, and goes over and <laughs> levitates out, or he's shaking their head very upsetly. Uh, but levitates the thing so it looks like so like to open yeah. the machine and like drop some stuff out. I'm like, that was really cool. What it, I just want to know the magic now. Yeah, you know when you're at a very good magician when people start getting scared. They did it in this yeah. movie, but if you've <laughs> ever seen like a very good magician, like, people start to like hey. be upset because mm-hmm. like yeah. this doesn't yeah. this doesn't feel good. <laughs> what anymore. people shaking their head? No, 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 no. This Everybody's <laughs> cheering, and I watched this movie with Melanie, and we were both like, no, no, show us, no, everybody, you <laughs> gotta have to explain this, that one because yeah. this is not okay. <laughs> there was also my favorite thing ever was the opening part of the magician's act where he's on stage, which is just like in a little train car, like it's in a train car. Right. So, you know, it's maybe 10 feet wide, you know, like there's not a lot of room in general cause it's a train car. And he's just standing in the middle, like turning and twisting as like seventies porn music. Oh yeah. Play, so disco good. porn like plays. And he's just like, whipping out cards and throwing them and fl- like fanning and the deck all so the way out good. and like dropping stuff and I'm like this is awesome but it's also the most I think the most 70s thing I've seen ever like and it made me so happy it was like so- just imagine you're watching a movie 
called Terror Train and David Copperfield is dancing and doing tricks to disco. Like I it felt so good. I'm like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. I'm uh, also going to look up like, Yeah, this is great. I'm going to look up David Copperfield shows now cuz I have to see more. Oh no. Magic. You're going to give me on a whole match. Oh no. This is going to be the, also, this be the next know, two months of our lives. It's just you coming so I learned this close up magic trick. <laughs> you know what else he does great is uh he's what? in Look uh, creepy. <laughs> He's in the mockumentary Seven Days in Hell, Seven Days of Hell. Yes, uh, that's the, the HBO one, yeah. like mini mockumentary with it's uh, starring Andy Samberg. Yes, and Kit Harrington <laughs> as like rival <laughs> tennis players, and that that mockumentary is so f- fucking funny. And David Copperfield is Andy Samberg's friend. Where it, it's so good. Oh no, he does amazing in it. Unbelievable. Um, but yes, we get right at the beginning, um, we have like six friends total, plus a couple of hanger-on girlfriends who are become characters in this but aren't really. Um, I'm, I was honestly not even going to run through the plot. It's a slasher. Oh, sure. Like, you yeah. know what it does. They assume at some point they figure out that the murders are happening and then they're like, it's probably that creepy magician. Uh, and then it <laughs> turns out to actually be the magician's assistant. Uh, who was the former kid who got who got pranked, who got pranked on? Big now style. here's here's where the 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 transphobia comes in because during uh, when it's the assistant, they're presenting as female. Yeah, and so the the reason that like when this kind of thing happens in a horror film, it's usually talked about as transphobic because they have characters who are unhinged be the ones that are trans, right? And so they're. There is, and this definitely happens, especially in earlier horror. There's like an For equation sure. to mental health issues and there's a, being trans. There's a couple of very famous examples where, yeah. also where being trans like is part of the insanity. Like right. in yeah. the movie, it is framed as mm-hmm. part of their illness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now I will say, uh, you know, and take it with a grain of salt because. I'm like non-binary and I don't fully like identify with like being sure. trans because I don't have to go through like a lot of the same struggles that people who are do. Uh, but in this case, it seems that he was not trans nor it was just like, presented in any particular like he was just wearing a disguise. Yes, I can get where this can get lumped in and I right. get the idea of having a character that is where, you know, is dressing not like, you know, to not their... Assigned at birth gender. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way to put it. Um, And like collating that in that same way, I completely get where someone would go, oh, I don't want to deal with this. That's fine. Um, But yeah, the movie isn't, this isn't as bad as Silence of the Lambs, which is also, right, which also knows that it fucked up and is trying its hardest to say, we're not transphobic, I swear. Because they like I I always love that one because it's like Hannibal sits there and goes no Buffalo Bill isn't trans <laughs> Buffalo Bill very specifically is not trans I can't stress this enough and then the whole rest of the movie image wise goes like yeah right we're saying this is trans people to the point that Jonathan Demi went I have to make Philadelphia because I hurt the LGBTQ community so bad with Silence oh of the Lambs. God. Like, he literally went, I have to do this. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's fair. It's nice that he's. I'm so, like, I appreciate it, yeah. exactly. I'm always like, that's very cool. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> 
that's all that's all yes. i have on that it, it is i mean it is a surprise because you are looking yeah. for the the character from the main from the beginning to to be the the killer they do a good job of visually because they mention like they, they mentioned he had to go to the hospital and you're like okay cool mm-hmm. and then they show it's specifically david copperfield specifically the magician looking at um looking at ed one of the other characters and like just staring at them and you're like yeah, I could see this as being like the aged up original person we saw. Like I could I could buy that. Maybe it's him. And then I got there's the scene where you see the assistant again and I saw mm. him because the, the characters he him. I saw him and I went that's him. He's right there. That's exactly that's the same actor. I got it. It's done. They didn't obscure them enough to like Right make it still like whatever because i just saw him I'm like that's him that's it's definitely that's the killer right there the thing that i still didn't get was that he was operating alone i thought mm. when i saw that i thought the revelation was going to be the magician's his friend or his brother or right, like right. someone who is like you know front homies with him and was like let's do this big style and kill everybody um but <laughs> we get the good reveal of that not being the case <laughs> towards the right. end because we get the awesome the, in the back the magician has been fiddling with a box that you run swords through that mm-hmm. sort of gimmick and then Jamie Lee Curtis is in the back whatever and bumps into it and it opens up and David Copperfield's getting skewered with swords and you're like yeah, yeah. this is this is the payoff they I wanted David Copperfield. and they kill David Copperfield and at the end they they the killer gets thrown off of the train and it's like it's very much like winter soldier style where it's like in snowy (laughs) mountains and so they have the worst looking dummy i swear just just slam against the ice on the ground and you're like oh cool movie over and then the credits actually do start rolling actually was movie like there's no more there's no falling action it was just (laughs) dummy hits the ground roll credits and goes into like which I loved because they do that, and the the conductor who's been like helping solve the mystery the whole time, um, gets behind the killer and like slams him with a with the back with a, in the back with a shovel, and like he goes flying off, and they do the big like wacky part of it where he's falling, and then he just does not. There's like water nearby, so you think like oh he's gonna splash right into the water, and they go no no no, and he clonks right yeah. into like the giant snowpack right next to it and like fall like slides ungracefully into the water and I'm like good that was a good <laughs> that was a very hearty smack that was a violent conclusion to this I appreciate it uh but to be serious the conclusion of this I actually liked a lot um I actually thought it was I think it was only slightly like it was actually almost as good as the Halloween finale. Like, that final confrontation thing. I think it was Mm. just... I don't know if it was the way it was shot or, like, the level of blood that was, like, starting to appear on everybody and, like, the exhaustion they all had. But, like, it felt really visceral. Like, the end felt really visceral of him just in this old man costume. Like, which I think he was also wearing her friend's monk costume as well because I think I remember seeing Mm. the cross on it. So, like, he's parading around in their friend's stuff. Like, it's all fucked up. But, like, the way it's, like, just jolting at her and pointing at her and, like, she's screaming and, like, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. Really satisfying for me, at least, like, climactic battle. I was surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's, it's a solid spot. Like, it's... uh... 
nothing to get it to the next to the next rank yeah. up. But you're like, I was not like disappointed for having watched it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, that was a fun little New Year's movie. Exactly. Um, right. I did want to shout out a couple of people in this because, like we said, David Copperfield, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, full Scream Queen. There's Timothy Weber plays Mo, who is Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend. I couldn't tell you what he is from, but you'll see him and you'll know him as probably some dad on a TV show or a movie. He's like one of those working actors. Like he's just been doing shit forever. And the other one I wanted to reference was a character named Doc, who is played by Hart Bachner, who is famously Ellis, the scumbag shithead in Die Hard, who gets fucking owned mad hard by Alan Rickman. Um... So just a very good set of people. He also has a great, like, meltdown in this. Like, he starts losing it the second he realizes his best friend dies. Yeah. He's, like, more and more, unha- like, more and more just, like, desperate and paranoid and, like, kind of that sort of thing. To the point that, I and I love this, I know there's, like, homophobic kind of undertones for certain things. Honestly, I shipped Doc and Mo way more than I shipped there's any straight characters in this There seemed to be movie. some pushing of like Doc being into there, Mo. And, there was a point where Doc goes, for that reason. where Doc is like, hey, if things don't work out with Elena, I'm still here. I'm still here for you. And he's like, thanks. And he just goes, I mean it. Like, no, I mean it. And it, like, he looked really genuine when he said, yeah. I was like, are you guys going to kiss? Yeah, is I would have. I would have shipped it harder <laughs> if Doc wasn't a complete psycho. He's the a whole fucking. Time, he yeah. has no moral compass. Whatsoever. Yeah, and I mean, like, literally has psychopathic tendencies with yeah. the way that he treats people. Yeah, I mean, he you again. He uses a he uses a cadaver as a prank where he was setting someone up to have sex with it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was the joke. Was that he was gonna let someone try to initiate sex with a dead body part? Like. Man's fucking insane. He has no moral compass whatsoever. He's terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, well, excellent. That's, yeah. that's that's fucking all I have for Terror Train. Yeah. I, w- I mean, honestly, if you need something for New Year's horror style, no problem to put on. I I don't yep. think anybody would be like mad at you about it. Yeah, especially if you haven't seen it before. It, it'll probably be... I, I'd have to com- almost completely forget this movie before I give it another watch, but... Yeah. But that's just because it's, yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. And get ready for uh, Bob Clark Month, where we review Black Christmas, Porky's, Baby Jesus, and Christmas. I've never seen Porky's, <laughs> and I know it's going to be, like, really, really bad. It's, it's like, in a pro- like, like, have serious issues. Yeah, but... <laughs> but it's Porky's, dude. I just want to... <laughs> I don't even know why it's called Porky's. I don't know either. I've never seen it. I want to watch so it. Either uh, way, but yes, yeah, that's it so for I wanna, me as well. I want to thank Eyes of Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walk, and Melanie oh, for running right her Instagram. You can catch Melanie or John from Eyes of Astoria on various episodes by going to the website, thebloodystream.com, hitting pod people, checking out what episodes they're on. You can also find out what where, where these movies are streaming, especially since the year just turned over. A lot of things have moved around, so you'll want to recheck things when you're looking to stream though and you can use it for pretty much any fucking movie because the search bar will search for anything anyway yep. big shouts out to our sister podcast downtime with john and emily uh if you don't fucking listen to them i'm gonna cry uh you can find us on social media now including tiktok I don't 
if you We're go not, on there and realize that nothing's on you, there, I will shut let up you know. and just I will let you know when fucking it's time. do it. Yeah. But they're all at Bloody Stream Pod, and we'll talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.